This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the April 12th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to do some takeaways, mistakes that were made that we can learn from, kind of just recapping the whole season and kind of how we could do it, help us out next year for those who fell short, uh, those who want to repeat. Nothing wrong going for the back-to-back titles. With me to do so is Jared Johnson. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? Glad to be here. Not much, man. Just uh, enjoying the next couple days off here, pumped for some playoff basketball. Uh, Kyrie Irving should be happy about that. No more quote-unquote BS regular season, although <laughs> us fantasy people, and you probably agree with me, I enjoy regular season much more than I enjoy playoffs just because I'm so in- invested in fantasy. So, I don't know. There's more games going on, more things to break down. So, I like the deep dives on playoffs. I wrote a, a column yesterday uh, previewing the Clippers, Warriors, and Spurs Nuggets series, so check that out. But, I don't know. It's just like fantasy is the best. So Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I like it more, but I like them probably equally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I think I'm actually looking forward to this year's playoffs because it's the finals will actually be a finals this year, you know? I think so? Well, it can't be worse than last year's. Yeah. Uh, can it? I don't know, man. Boogie's playing well. He Warriors is are pretty healthy well. right now. <laughs> I'm trying so, to convince myself. Yeah. it's It, it takes some convincing. We've seen I don't, the last I, month has been kind of yeah, wild. Well, yeah. I don't like that the Warriors and, and Rockets meet in the second round. Yeah, well, the, I mean, they got to get past the first round too, right? Utah's playing pretty good ball. Mm-hmm. I still think the Rockets are going to be easily the toughest. Yeah. Best. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. You and I and some other Roto World guys and some friends of the pod slash Roto World site, we did uh, a postseason draft that was really fun. Uh, I drafted Curry third. I got a couple bucks, Bledsoe and Middleton in round two and three, and then a little bit of Blazers action. It was kind of fun. So if you ever do that, it's on fan tracks if you want to kind of whip up a league together. It's fun. But um, yeah. let's talk about just the news. So really four teams with some major changes. Uh, the Lakers with Magic Johnson, with which was hilarious. I didn't even tell his boss and he quit. Like, what's That up? was amazing. It was, am- was, it was amazing. seriously. The second to last day of the season was so epic, man. Like, <laughs> everyone, everyone, like, Jamal Crawford drops 50. Dirk goes off. Wade goes. It was just so much fun. And then um, Grayson Allen's final regular yeah, season game. 40. Oh, that was boy. an easy one, dude. I felt like Oof. I felt like I didn't see Javon Carter's breakout game, but uh Simons and Grayson, it was like, yo, those guys are gonna be in the the thirty point club uh for career highs. I've been kind of, I tracked that earlier in the day. But um yeah, let's talk about the news. So any takeaways from this? I don't really see any for the Cavs. Obviously, the, man, the Grizzlies did J.B. Bickerstaff dirty. Front office was saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep him. And three hours later, he's fired. After player interviews and exit interviews and talking about how he's going to develop the guys. So that was dirty, dude. That's rough. Yeah. And that's yeah. the Grizzlies, man. Like, they're, they don't really have a that's That pretty much sums them up. It's like, oh, we got a plan. Oh, wait, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. are we going to convey this pick or not? Oh, and then Conley tweeted out no words yesterday, too. It's just like, dude. I mean, they, mm. they just have. That team is just so poorly run, man. Like, obviously, the Chandler Parsons stuff. But. So I don't really think there's really a t- big takeaway other than, like, I don't really. And I felt the same way before. Like, I don't really want to draft Grizzlies right now. Uh, If JV resigns, I'll be yeah, interested in that's him. That's true. That's it. And, and JJJ. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's true. I'm just saying, like, compared to where they're going to get drafted, like, they're not mm, going to be yeah. good next year. So, do you really want to do that and deal with this stuff again? JV's like, young. Yeah, well, JJJ had that injury before the break. He played that was crazy. over the All Star but... weekend, and, and then they shut him down. Like, that's just weird. So, I wish that they would just tell us when they're shutting down people. Yeah. Like, Maybe the TJ, TJ Warren thing was absurd, dude. Maybe they just like really they like reading our blurbs. Yeah, I I'm just like so like like Taj Gibson being doubtful for the last like two three weeks. T 
TJ Warren. Anthony Davis being probable. Day to day. Yeah, seven times. Seven. Yeah, seven. Right. Seven. Yeah. yeah seven. Dude, I, I wrote in my column. Imagine if he's probable for game one of the of the uh, regular season <laughs> somehow. It's like, don't don't do it. Um. So no real takeaways there, and I guess kind of the theme of this pod, we're gonna talk about like things we learned and maybe some misses. I, we all missed on. I, I feel like I undervalued Kings a lot. I was like, oh, I want to draft Buddy. I want to draft Fox. So, so let him slide and take him. And I came away pretty empty. I didn't draft Collie Stein whatsoever. But Buddy mm-hmm. Heald finished with second round value because he played in 82. Again, this guy is so, so durable. Fox was a breakout, probably top five most improved player, maybe top three. Uh, he smashed in a valuable position in point guard. I think he finished with fourth round value overall. Um, the pace was up. And then firing Jaeger, I mean, again, to to yield that much fantasy value from a team that was a wasteland two years ago, yeah. like twelve game improvement, twelve yeah, win improvement, best in, best in the NBA based on where um, Vegas had them. They had the most biggest... most wins since '05. Yeah, They've yeah. only won thirty nine games. I think if you discount the Adelman years, eleven times since they moved to Sacramento. Yeah, so. You, I guess it's probably it's either one of two things. One, it's that whole uh, assistant GM, whoever it was, I forget his name. Uh, and they had that little rift earlier that was much publicized. But he so got either, fired too. Yeah, well, it, I'm saying that maybe they don't don't like that. Like he had beef and stuff within the organization. Like it's still kind of a bad look. But um, yeah. I think I think what the favorite thing is like they have to have somebody else in the pipeline here, right? If, like to if fire D- that- yeah, if Divock's gonna fire a guy who did a twelve game improvement, and you know, you better have a really solid plan B. Yeah, and I don't I'm think thinking. it's there. I don't. Yeah, with the Grizzlies, they're kind of just like, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this. Gotta think, gotta think ahead. So, yeah, um, yeah that's kind of it there. But let's talk some other. Anything else you want to add for the Kings? Do you, are you gonna draft them next year? If, I mean, we don't really know what the coaching staff situation is, but. Because they, they didn't have their pick this year, so that was kind of helpful. I'll be interested in healed again. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'll take Fox next year, depending on where he winds up. I'm still not totally interested in Willie. I think Fox, well, Willie, he may be off off the roster. So look at, well, I'll be looking at Harry Giles again. I thought he looked better late. I think Buddy Heald's going to go like late third. I'm sorry, not, well, even Buddy Heald and... I mean, Buddy Heald can go late third, and I think that's fair, dude. Mm. Like, he's Mr. I, 82 right now. Uh, I think Fox is going to go late third, early fourth at worst. I'd be more I'd be more willing to go with Fox at a high round just because of, you know, shooting guard versus point guard. Yeah, for sure. Uh, assists are a little more scarce. Uh, okay, so let's talk some top takeaways. We'll kind of talk about some round by round. But this kind of just... I thought my biggest thing is... For like early rounds, and I wrote this in my column last week. Like, you gotta look at obviously we look at their players, we look at the injury histories. Like Kyrie missing twenty-ish games a year that didn't happen this year. He was finally healthy, never missed more than two games in a row. But like, it's more than just like tracking injuries. You gotta track entire situations. You gotta know what the owner wants to do, what the coaches want to do. If they want to rest guys. Are they gonna make the playoffs? Are they in a contract year? And I mean that as a negative because we saw. Kawhi in particular, Kyrie, guys that are in contract years are more likely to rest, especially late in the season, especially if they're on a playoff team. So, like, that's a big, big negative. I know a lot of people play fantasy baseball or fantasy football, like, yo, contract year, move him up around or something. But, like, move him down around, um, especially if they're on a good team. So, I think it also depends on which contract it is. Are they coming off the rookie one and trying to earn their first big one? Right. Or is it a Kawhi who's going to get a max... As long yeah, as that's what, I mean for the stars, like guys you're picking in the early rounds who yeah, we kind of know sure. what they are. Yeah, it's early like, round players in contract years is that's not a thing, you know. Yeah. It's just it, I saw you. We saw it a while ago. This is just the reference that came up. And, but Darren Williams, when he was in a contract year, uh, this was before the Brooklyn deal. It, it was not good. It's just like these these players that that already have established their value. They just need to play in a certain amount of games to get their contract, and it's yeah. going to be a max deal. Yeah, that's the way the NBA wants it. They want they want kind of level contracts. So if you're, it's like the the saying where if, uh, you know what do you call the lowest score for lowest passing grade for medical school? You know, you call him a doctor. Like, what do you call the lowest, <laughs> the worst max max contract player? You call him a max contract player. Yeah. So like it's kind of the same thing, but um, 
Yeah, so I think that's a big take. That's probably the one big. I mean, I was and then like saying the organization. Like I think Devin Booker has more say. So like him playing late, and I think the new lottery stuff is good too, with the three top teams getting fourteen percent. I think that kind of helped from guys being rested a little bit, not a whole lot, but like that's for the very very top teams or bottom teams if you look at it that way. But like, there's a lot of stuff that could swing in the mid in the middle part of the lottery. Like we saw Luka Doncic getting rested on non back to back, Dwight Powell getting rested on non back to back is like. Dallas and a couple, and we saw Trey Young non back to back get rested. John Collins and 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 Trey Young that was his only missed game. He played eighty one games and they I sat him out. That. Yeah, I, I wanted him to play eighty two. I love Trey Young this year, by the way. But um, yeah, like that's the other thing is just like I think I think the lottery changes are good for fantasy, like because if your team's really bad, I don't think you're going to get rested as much. And we didn't really see heavy resting for the bad teams until you know like. April, I guess. So that pretty much, which we kind of knew, like you want to end your season, and I, I'm fine. Some people say like end it at All Star break, or come on, man. Like I want to enjoy the last couple weeks of the season. I think it's fun. I really love the last couple weeks of the season uh, for streaming and stuff. So I think that you know, the last week and a half, just chop that, uh, and then you know, end it like whatever the last week in March is. I think that's a I good end date. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like at least one week earlier than it was this year. Yeah, I see. I like the, and and that's kind of where you gotta draft. You gotta know your league. Like if you know that you're gonna play into late late March or early April, like you gotta plan for that. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm gonna have Dame super high. Uh, I'm gonna have just guys that I know that I could trust, um, like Utah Jazz players. I trust them quite a bit. Like yeah. I, love, I love Gobert. Um, I know you like Gobert too. Even the Rockets too. They don't really rest guys either. If they don't want to rest, excluding Chris Paul and Eric Gordon, who's hurt all the time. So like, shout out to D'Antoni. Yeah, man, for sure. Like he's like, oh, hard. You want to play? Go for it. And like yeah. that's why I think Harden's number one. Like I know some people are saying other guys, but I think Harden. Like you can't really talk me out of James Harden number one next year. Yeah, I mean the only other reasonable thing would be Cat, but I would. I would go with James. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and AD, like, as much as we hate this nonsense, he could still make a pretty good case for him because he's really, really, uh, really, 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 really good. I'd say number three. But yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I think if I have it, him at five, but, yeah. If it works out, you know. Like, AD and Harden are these guys that can put up these stat lines that are so unfair. It's just like yeah. they can win you. You know, James Harden can drop in, like, nine threes, nine threes in back-to-back games. Yep. Anthony Davis can give you just like absurd video game stat lines. Yeah. It's just a matter of him, good efficiency him on being high on volume the too. Like he's so good. Yeah. Um, so I know you want to talk about Victor Oladipo, some early round takeaways. I know he. Uh, I will admit, and I'm very lucky to admit this. Uh, I swapped Paul George over Depot like the last week before. Like that worked out pretty well. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, dude. So what? Do you, what's your takeaway from this? Like other like because before he got hurt. He wasn't even he, that good. No, he wasn't playing well. He was yeah. playing at like third round. And I don't I I talk I talked to you about this like earlier like right I think the game that he got injured. Yeah, we were we were on Slack and I was like, "Hey, what's up with Dippo this year?" Uh-huh. And and you're like, "I think he's hurt." Cuz he he did have that weird knee. He had the sore knee. Yep. And he rested for a month from a sore knee. Yeah. And and that was supposed to be something that – so it's just like if you drafted him, you're like, oh, okay, well, he's gone for four weeks. My team's struggling, but all right, he's back. Yes. And, you know, he had like a couple of the classic Vic games. He had the, a nice 35 point where he hit the game winner, you know. Yep. And then just ripped off his kneecap basically. Hmm. And total freak injury. So I don't know. I don't know what it was with him this year. Do you like? Was it? Was he hurt? Was the knee bothering him? And he just was lesser. It was the weirdest thing. I kind of blame Tyreek a little bit here because really? that's really. It's only. It's the only major change that I can really look at. It was pretty much the same roster, same coach. Well, I mean, his his usage was still pretty decent, but like right before he I got just, hurt, he was playing big minutes. And then, like, he had... So his November stat line was pretty good. Uh, but the efficiency was way down. He only shot 40% from the field. 
So he's at 21, yeah. 7, 5, 1.6 steals. And his steals were down a little bit early, too. It was just a weird step back after such a great season. Yeah. But I mean, he, he was top 10. Yeah, he last couldn't year. crack 41% from the field in three of the four months he played. So do you think it was <laughs> hurt, or do you think it was teams zeroing in on him more? I mean, maybe. I think last year was just a little bit of a fluke. Because, I mean, you he think? wasn't that efficient. Like, obviously, we knew he was going to take a. I thought he'd take a little bit of a step back. Because, I mean, if you steal 2.4 steals per game, like, that's a pretty. And he had night after night after night, two steals, three steals, four steals. Like, every night he was getting steals especially late in the season. I think he had like yeah. almost three steals per game in like the second half or something. And then, um, yeah, like, the, like, I don't know. I still, I, I liked him. I think I had him like 10th, 11th, or 12th. I just had Paul George higher, so I ducked that. But, yeah. I don't know. I, so if he's like... I mean, but just like also the points drop off from 23.1 yeah. to 18.8. Right. It's more about just the missed shots, though. Like his, That's true. His shot amount was you know, yeah. somewhat similar. Uh, seventeen point nine to sixteen point three. So he lost about one shot per game. Yeah, and then his, and assists assists went free, up. Actually, free throws were down a little bit. Minutes yeah. per game were down. That was the, the another factor too, partly because he was hurt. But, so maybe maybe last maybe this year is more what he is. Yeah, I think it's middle ground though. Like I th- I think he's a twenty point per game score when he comes back healthy, and we don't even know when that's gonna be. Uh, I'm off him next year. Yeah. Tony Parker said that the injury is worse than an Achilles tear. Yeah, he's. I mean, I don't know if you that, could even draft him. Like, no, because it's tw- it's a 12 month, so he's yeah. not going to be ready for the start of the year for sure. Tony yeah. Tony Parker, this is and it's a rare injury. I think Tony Parker's the only guy that I know that who also had this injury. Yeah, I think you're right. And and he said that it took him about two years to feel like himself again. Yeah, and they said that about Achilles too. So I mean, and Boogie's been pretty. It's pretty similar to Boogie, right? Yeah, but I mean, Boogie gives me hope for sure. But he's also on a team where he gets so much spacing just because of the gravity on that team. He got to really ease himself back into it, and it was it, it's like a thirty-game sample size with no back-to-backs. Yeah. So, and just to hammer this point home, uh, Old Depot hurt January twenty-third, Cousins January twenty-sixth. Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty similar timeline. So I think then, yeah, like you're pretty much looking if it's a 12 month timeline, which is pretty similar to Achilles. Maybe Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, they're pretty similar upside. Like we saw Boogie has top 10 upside. We saw that late in the season. He was really good. He Um, was. So yeah. And like I had my two IR spot league. So like 100. That's when I took Boogie. And it worked out. I won that league uh, partly because Boogie was so damn good. Yeah. And yeah. well, we saw that in the in the league where we were in together. The guy yeah. that drafted Bogey, he he came home. With Huge, him. yeah. I had yeah. my team that won that league. Well, I had Dame, Harden, Rudy Gobert, and Cousins, and yeah, and Luca, and like my team was just <laughs> smashing late. But um, so yeah, I think that's kind of the takeaway there. Uh, any other early round takeaways? That again, I think just getting games played late in the season, which we kind of knew, but again, you got to take it deeper than that, though. Like mm-hmm. you can't just say this guy's healthy all the time, he's gonna be good, or this guy's hurt all the time, I don't want him. Like you gotta just look I mean I'm I'm gonna do like a reliability score system. I'm gonna I decided it's my like off season plan. So I'm gonna cut all like these that. factors and like rate them out on that. It'd be pretty fun. Uh just another early round take. This was my first year with Tobias <laughs> and I really, really wanted him. Um I don't think I think I'm kind of off because he's kind of like an Al Horford to me where mm. he's really good, but he doesn't do too many explosions. So he's just really good and he doesn't hurt you anywhere, but he also isn't winning you categories in the same way that guys you, you can get in the third round or yeah. are going to be winning you categories like an Al Horford. Yeah. He's just like more of a roto guy. So in a head-to-head format, just not not as... Uh, attractive. Yeah, kind of like early Kawhi without the steals. Yep. It's like solid, but durable as hell, man. Like he almost played 83 games this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah he yeah. finished with second round value. He's still, so second half total value, he was still 56th. That's fine. That's probably, yeah, I'll, it's you know, fine. But it's just gonna like, play, like, he'll go probably around six or seven. And like, I'll take him there, dude. Like, and Bede's going to sit late. Yeah, but he was going third round this year. That was the problem. He should have went third. I mean, he was second round overall. It's just yeah. that when he got tra- if he didn't get traded, he would have been smash city. He may have been 
close to top 10. For sure. But it's just the defensive stats is, is yeah. really not there. Yeah. And for for the early round guys, I want defensive stats yeah. or, or rare categories. Maybe For sure. Six. And that's why, that's why these guys like Mitch Bush, man, if the Knicks don't pick up a center and they let DeAndre go, like <laughs> second round for Mitch Rob, right? Whew. I think so. Man. I almost yeah, put him in my top you could, 20. You could make a case. You could definitely case, make a dude. case. He was like top almost eight, I want to say, in the last like, If they just straight up let him start, that would be fun. Yeah. We saw he can he could do it. We saw him play upper 30s. Baller. Um, other than that, anything else you want to talk about? Um, uh, I missed. I was off. Probably one of my early round misses was like, I'm re- I refused Kyrie. Like, I had him ridiculously off my board. And he came through. Because he was healthy this year. Um, like I said, he didn't miss more than two games in a row. Yeah. And it was like a perfect scenario for him, and he still didn't finish first-round value. So I really don't think it's that much of a bad call on my part. But And I still I, – I put him pretty high. I put him at, I think, 19th because he's going to have a new contract, possibly a new team. So um, I think Kyrie's – I like him at least a little bit. But, I mean, I still would rather have a bunch of other guys. Like, actually, uh, another, I think I put Trey Young ahead of him, which is kind of crazy. Another early-round guy that – I can't blame myself for this miss because it was a situation that changed, but it was Ben Simmons. I really liked him. Mm. He was, a, I liked him as a second round pick if you're going to punt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just Jimmy Butler comes and then Tobias comes and it just takes the ball out of his hand that yeah. much more. You know, if that doesn't happen, he is a second round guy. He yeah. is really fun. If you're punting free throws. If you're punting. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of my other big takeaways, and I don't know if you saw mine, but I put it at number 10. I put Andre Drummond at number 10, which I don't usually do. But if you pick 10 out of 12, you could pick him, come back with Capella, come back with Gobert, something like that, and punt that. But Drummond's been – Drummond beasted, dude. Down the stretch, after the break, he was number, he number two. He number two for total value. That's, Drummond's, that's including his free throw punting. Wow. So, yeah, Drummond's, Drummond's usually my guy. The only reason – I faded him and I was – I was very wrong about this, but I was just nervous about the Dwayne Casey effect with how he handled uh, Jonas and completely dead wrong on that. But I, I just was just nervous about the situational change. Yeah. But yeah, he's a, he's a baller. I don't know, but you can tell me what you think about this. I've actually been a pretty – I've been a proponent of punting free throws for mm, probably five years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of getting off of that. Because I just keep seeing the teams that don't punt win. Like you can fi- easily finish in the top three with a with a very good punting team, but it seems like getting over the edge with guys like Miles Turner and KP, who's going to be back next year. Uh, even Mitch Robinson, he's a good free throw shooter, right? Nah, not great. No. he's better. He's he but he also. You, but- he, He's not a but he doesn't go guy. to the line a yeah, ton because they're exactly. not going to hack. A, they're not going to have him because the Knicks are are terrible. Well, they're not going to hack him because he's dunking <laughs> over people. <laughs> he's like two and a half feet over everybody else. But yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. What do you? Where are you at with with punting? So if eight, you're gonna play eight category, drumming, I refuse. Yeah, because it's just heavily it's more weighted that way. But nine cat, I'm kind of coming around on it, especially like it just depends on who you're going to draft. Like if they're if they're durable and I like them. Like there's ways to go. It's just, and again, you got to do it smart. Like you can't be like, oh, I drafted him. I can offset it with him. Like you got to go all uh, out. Yeah, yeah. And you can't do it in roto. I, ref- I you cannot. I never do it in roto. What do you think? I think it's a viable plan. What do you think about like? Do you think there's a huge gap between Drummond and Capella? No. I th- so I, had I, pr- I, I was the I was trying. Like I had him, Boogie, Gobert. Uh, all like I was like trying to figure out how to rank those guys, and they're all kind of the same tier. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I just think I and Drummond gets knocked because he's so durable, huge minutes. He improved this year. He's gonna lock you down, rebounds hardcore. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just he was great this year, man. Like I I was just really impressed with how he developed. Um. And you know, I guess maybe credit to Casey too for just overall improvement on offense. Um, to go with just really everything. His blocks were good. His steals have always been great. Late in the season, he was stealing a ton. I think he was like top two or three in steals after the break or something like that. That's that's the best part of this game. Yeah. It's, it's He's the reversed to bias. And the, yeah. <laughs> He's reversed to bias. Yeah, reversed to bias. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tra- trash for some percentages combined. He's decent in field goals. For a guy as close as he is, he's like not that great at field goal percentage. That's fine. But, 
do you think okay so if you if you can have your choice between uh drummond and then i guess you would you could take uh gobert on the turn after that or maybe you could actually because i mean you're, you could go boogie too because boogie's not good for free throws He's okay, like not so bad, you could get good. those guys, or you could get like Dame first round, and then go Miles Turner, KP. Uh, I will always pick a Dame side. <laughs> Mr. Dame, let's remove, dude. let's remove Dame. Yeah. So like, Miles I'd rather Turner, pick, KP. if you're asking, I'd rather pick high or low. I'd rather pick high. Uh huh. I still think there's guys you could get on the way back, um, and sometimes those dudes fall. So and then you're picking early round three as well, so you can get. Mitch Robb, maybe, you know, something like that. Yeah. I always, I always want to pick early again. And I've said this before, like, you're not just picking early in round one. You're picking early in round three. You're picking early in round five. Like, it's just better. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather have, I just think that's a valuable pick. And, like, honestly, uh, when I found out, when I find out my draft, that's the first thing I complain about. Is like, oh, I can't get him in round three. Like, I was like, wanted, I wanted Bradley Beal really bad. And um, some other guys, too. And I was like, oh, damn, they're going to be gone by the time I'm picking round three. Yeah. But yeah. As far as I, I don't, haven't quite identified where the drop. I feel like there's okay. So one drop up I found is nine. Like I feel like the top nine guys are pretty rock solid. Uh, I could pull that up in a second, and then it's kind of a crapshoot. Like you could put Beal at ten, but you have the whole Grunsfeld getting fired. Leon's just saying things about a quote unquote reboot. Like there's a lot of ways you can go, but I feel like the nine guys. Uh, and I'll pull that up in a second. Like, Irie is so I have I have. The list is James Harden, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Seth Curry, Cat, Giannis, Kawhi, KD, and you have Kyrie. Kawhi. So I do not have Kawhi in there. Oh well, I'm just I'm just okay. basing this off who is ranked in the top. Oh, okay, okay, per game, yeah. Uh huh, per game, yeah. yeah. And then at ten, you have Embiid, and I refuse. Right, refuse. I don't. Even, he's not like I had him. I think at nine or ten last year. I'm not picking him in like top twenty-five, man. Nope. You know, I owned him. The I owned him last year. I traded for him, and I just refuse. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so, it's so rough. Like I love it, Embiid, man. Yeah, but I just can't. And, do it, it. and the the improvement this year and phenomenal. But he's not there for you in a head to head league. It's just maybe maybe next year he will be, but I'm not I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go with someone else who's gonna give me similar value. Yeah, I'll take Drummond. Yeah, easily. So here's here's my my top nine in order that I feel like is pretty much untouchable. Uh, I have Harden one, Cat two, Jokic three, Dame four, AD five, Paul George six, Curry seven, Giannis eight, and Kevin Durant nine. After that, I feel like it's a severe drop off, and I'm low on Giannis because I think that he's going to get rested late because the Bucks are going to smash next season. Mm. Uh, after that, it's, but... after that, it's wide yeah. open. Like it could be Drummond. Beal, Capella, Boogie, all those guys. I feel like you can make a case for any of them at that spot. Yeah, definitely a center. Uh, and obviously Durant could move up too, but he's getting close to my number, my thirty-two year old rule. He's thirty-one next year. So. What if he's in New York though? Right, they'll bump him up to. I still can't take him top four or five just because he's going to be thirty-two or thirty-one. So I don't know, dude. He turned his birthday's January. I'm sorry, September 29th. It's my mom's birthday. But, uh, <laughs> that's how I wish I remember that. It's like. Him and LeBron are like the only guys I remember. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I still can't bump him up to like four or five, as good as he is. He's older, in dude. New- in New York, I would take him there. But I'm a homer for KD, so. Yeah. Oh, I love KD, man. I won my 30 deep team with him as my best player for sure. Nice. But, um, so, we, where would you, I guess that's kind of the big topic, too, is like, you can, I would probably bump Curry up. Like, if KD goes, I would probably bump him up to five, I guess. I would really like to own Curry. Without KD there, yeah. but he's thirty-one too. I don't care. Yeah. Look at his, look at how he plays. I know. He doesn't he doesn't really subject himself. But those whatever. Ankle, those Maybe ankle ligaments are getting a little weaker and a little weaker no. and a little weaker. <laughs> he's so, fine. I don't know, dude. That's the only thing. Like if, if he was like twenty-four and KD Debs, I'd put him one with a bullet or two, I guess, behind Harden. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Anyways, yeah. uh, mid-round stuff. Any other takeaways here? This is where I've always been a, a proponent of swing for the fences, but be smart. Um, you mm-hmm. know, draft guys who are on younger younger teams. Um, I still feel like that's a good plan. Yeah. So uh, my mid round target this year, which was a waste, 
uh, I, I, I thought that Whiteside might be able to turn it around. I, was, and I, just, I got off Whiteside last year, and I'm very glad. Yeah, you, yeah, you were like, oh, he's so good. He blocks. Like, that's well, everything. He, he, he flirted with it early in the year. He had that almost 10-block game. He almost <laughs> triple-doubled. And then, uh, I don't know, Spolstra hates him. And it's, <laughs> I get it. He chases blocks. He does. That's fine. We Defense. love that. <laughs> but uh, I'm never again on Whiteside. It's just I'm over it. I yeah. thought I just wanted – I wanted – I thought, you know, this is a center that you can get in the mid-rounds who might be able to give you fourth-round value. Yep. But no. No. Uh, I really liked Will Barton coming into the season. And yeah, I, I, I don't blame myself for that. Uh, he he required hip surgery after two games. So, uh, I mean, that one's everybody. Stunk. Our whole crew was on Barton. Yeah, like he was I mean, going fourth round in a lot of our leagues because dude, he was I think top twenty five after the break last year. Or, you know, by I mean 2018 last year. So yeah, I'm I dodged that bullet. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, well, uh, Josh Gary Richardson, Harris. Josh Richard, Gary Harris. Oh my! Harris oh was my brutal, God. man. I had a trade towards the towards like the second half somewhere in there, where because I owned Wiggins and I he's another guy who I refuse. Refused? Is he even? He wasn't even top one fifty. As durable as he was, he no. still can hit one top one fifty. Like he's it was terrible. To- it was terrible. Total avoid. And watching him play is very uninteresting. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's. Oh, okay. So him, I'm totally off board. He's not a mid round, but whatever. Even with a late round, no, I refuse. Yeah. So, but I had him, and I was just like, I'm like, I need to get this guy off my team. He's killing me. And uh, I, and uh, so, what did I do? Oh, and I had Danny Green, who I liked. He was he was, he was a late great. round sleeper that actually I I nailed. Yeah. Um, he's great. But I was just like, I want to get rid of Wiggins, and I really like Gary. I really like him. I was like, maybe, maybe he'll figure it out. So I trade Wiggins and Danny Green for Gary and uh, McCall Bridges because I'm like, well, maybe Bridges will. Oh, have I remember a, that trade. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Bridges will have a huge second half. And that was more so me just hating Wiggins so much. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and blinding myself with Harris upside, and it didn't work out. I mean, Harris went through a stretch, uh, like a two month stretch around All Star break area where he wasn't even worth owning. It was just so brutal, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I can do it next year yeah. because the improvement of Malik Beasley, uh, Monte Morris, and just so much stuff going on in that backcourt. He was really good last season, but we forget that Millsap wasn't there for a lot of last season. Yeah. And it's just there's so much going on in Denver that when guys aren't hitting their shots, Malone has so many options that he can just ride the hot hand. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. finally running the eight-man rotation now more frequently, sometimes nine-man. That's uh, good, but yeah, Teague, he was another huge mid mid round miss for me, and I liked him coming in the year, and I I stick behind my liking of him, but it was just his it was a career worst season for him. Career high in assists, but yeah, yeah besides it, besides that, it was disaster. It was it, I you lost know, him, dude. How how late would you go on him? Eight round eight, maybe. I, I wouldn't even go there. <laughs> well, we, he has a, he has a player option too, so. Um, I mean, you would think he picks it up, I guess, after this crappy season. It was. I traded for him too because I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, Jimmy Butler is going to get traded. He was a top thirty guy after the break without Butler for basically after the break last year. Hell yeah, I yeah. like this guy. So I, I traded for him, and and he was awful. Yeah, for the whole, yeah, it was Premium awful. positions for sure. Everything was down except yeah. for assists. Yeah. And, Losses. He was um, usually pretty efficient, but that that fell apart. This that fell too. apart. He was. He's usually efficient, and he usually plays on a lot of games. Yep. So he was neither of those things. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> um, late round. I mean, late rounds. Late round. Like we know the deal. Uh, so I. Uh, again, I, I'm. I'm always like I'm drafting rookies late. That's my plan. And that'll always be my plan. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. And I think that's even more valuable now. Uh, with the way teams are very much kind of the have, have not. So you draft pretty much have not rookies uh, late in the draft. Uh, we know Wendell, you and I both were Mr. Wendell Carter Jr. guys. and that He's another out. guy. He's yeah. another guy that yeah. I, I got him and I was really stoked with him. Sorry. And I thought that he was going to, 
I thought I thought he was primed for a big second half. And watching him play pre Boylan was <laughs> he just I love his game. Like he, his reads, he he finds yeah. the open. His passing is so good. He can give you blocks. He can hit that three pointer if it's available. And he's really efficient. So I just loved what I saw from him. And then Boylan just came and just like destroyed his confidence and refused to play him and wants to play Robin Lopez post-ups. Crazy. I don't know if I can do it next year. I'm, I'm going to. He's going to probably go pretty late, man. As bad as the Bulls are. I'm just like don't want anyone playing for Boylan, honestly. Yeah. Maybe Markkanen. Yeah, Markkanen should be pretty safe. and he's all He's all clear with the heart concerns too, which is good. But, heart concerns. Yeah, I mean, that's a way to shut him down. But I mean, that's pretty legit. If he's got any sort of heart irregularities, then... it's just it kind of weird that he got cleared the day after the regular season yeah. ended. It was definitely weird, but I mean, it's it was <laughs> it was legit though. As weird as it was, like it's not something we usually see. But I that's usually true. give teams benefit of the doubt if a guys a guys hurt. Um, what else we got here? Uh, any other overall overarching plans? Like, how do you feel about drafting players on the same team? I feel like that's even more of a viable plan now. Like, if they have a great schedule, and like, yeah, say, I don't, I don't plays, care about like, CJ McCollum was like eighty games guaranteed up until this season. When he got he's hurt. another guy who I traded for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah oh, he, he was he was cruising too late before he got hurt. <sighs> okay, so that was the this was the desperation trade <laughs> I did at the deadline, just because like I I was like flirting with a with a playoff spot i'm just like all right well my team's not going to make it i have to do something yeah so i trade jeff teague and tobias for cj and mcgee and then like i think like the next day cj's done for the that rest of the season because mcgee was tremendous late yeah that trade would have actually worked out if cj yeah. was healthy yeah blazer schedule is pretty good late in the season um yeah i, I didn't make too much by people will kill me for this because i i made out like a bandit so the one trade I made that pretty much made my season was the day after James Harden had a hamstring strain. Oh my god, this trade is so ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, go. Uh, and go this guy's it. hurt. Like he had Booker, he had like four or five guys hurt, and like my phone pops up and it says Harden for Kemba. I'm like, <laughs> I'm right in front of my computer. I accept it like right away. I was like, oh man. So that's yeah. how that's how I got Harden, Dame, and. Uh, I got Gobert in round three, Boogie. That's, that team was just so stuck. I like I posted on Twitter. Like I won by like two hundred fifty points and like eighty eight, like almost like sixty five threes or something. It was just ridiculous. But um, yeah. yeah, so I, how do you feel about trading? Like I guess I, I, say, I like, know your league. If you know there's gonna be a lot of trades in your league, then you know, cool. But I really like trading yeah and i do think i'm pretty good at it like here's some of the early season trades i made <laughs> so well, well, this wait, one okay, this one you can ding me you can ding me kyle kuzma for <laughs> jeff teague but i convinced myself that jeff teague was gonna have a good year no nah, but I mean, then that's not a bad trade and that's not like kuzma's I, that good either yeah yeah that's true but at least he played <laughs> yeah oh well, not late uh, this season uh, and then, okay, so I, I did do Josh Richardson for Steven Adams. I thought that was a great trade that I did. And then similar to your situation where I was just talking with this guy. I'm trying to get Joe Inglis, trying to get Joe Inglis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just my phone pops up and it's Derek Rose for, for Joe. Oh, I'm my like, God, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, immediately accept. So, I mean, I, I always have multiple trades in in every league I, I do. I, I think yeah. I'm pretty good at at sniffing out the guys who are like the last year the previous season i had a early season trade i did cj who had a bad year last year for jimmy buckets when he was playing terrible in minnesota that worked out and then jimmy butler got hurt but whatever i don't i don't like some people like just like oh i'll drop these guys and i could just trade them i don't think you could do that like no, I, I don't good, draft players yeah. to trade them. But right, I but if trade. you're like just trying to draft like a surplus of something, but no, again, I, I don't. I don't think you should put yourself in a position where you need to trade. Yeah, but then again, like if you're drafting guys who are heavy on blocks, you're gonna have other strengths as well. So, and I had like actually, I traded away before Mitch, and I, I had that team I keep talking about. I I traded Mitch Rob pretty much straight up for Kevin Love. Because I had like six or seven guys who were elite in blocks. That was obviously before Love was injured. 
It was right before Love returned. It was like right when he was like starting to rehab and stuff. And it was oh, like, okay. I was like, I, I want to keep Mitrov. I held him all season, and like I was just like, I don't need blocks. I'm winning it by like f- fifteen at least every week. There's just no point. Mm-hmm. And so it worked out, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't like again. It's, it depends. Like as long as it's not like a surplus in points. Like you just don't draft like all scores. I think that's the only time I'd really be like, I don't really care about that. Yeah, but I think it is important to get your points early. Right. Well, to... I mean, I mean, like I said, look at look at the top nine guys. I said like all those guys are elite scorers. So kind of just like it's all yeah. tied together. You're playing a lot, so you're scoring a lot, so you're naturally going to pick up other stats. So like, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of quote unquote like maybe Wiggins is a scoring specialist and he's straight trash. But he's, yeah, no he's, more. He's like, yeah, that's yeah. actually why I drafted him. I was yeah. like, ah, points. It's whatever. points, yeah. So, like, that's... And there aren't many of those guys, I want to say. I may have to look that up real quick. Guys who just, like, are, you know, maybe top 20 in points, but they're top, not top 50 in fantasy. Um, I guess Blake would fit in that department. He he wasn't top 50? Oh, he wasn't. Yeah. And look, maybe if you're punting, he is, though. Yeah. Um, DeRozan's right on the edge. He was forty. DeRozan was pretty good though, man. Like he had he was. a lot of he assists, was. and yeah. he's pretty durable most of the time. I was actually kind of off on him. I wrote a big column about how him and Derek White were going to have a huge season, and I drafted a lot of Derek White, but I didn't draft any Demar Derozan. He was great, we were, man. He was third round value. Like, great. Where I think we were probably the the highest on Dejounte. Yeah, dude. Let's so let's bring that to the next segment then, unless you got something else to add. Alright, so let's move on. Um, speaking of DeJounte, I had him, I think, at 49 um, right before he tore his ACL. Like, he was top 50. So what now? Uh, obviously, he's going to be pretty close to fully healthy. Where He's going to slide, uh, especially with Derek White. But I feel like Bryn Forbes, as fine as he was, like wh- he'll just take his minutes, man. Yeah, he's not a threat. Patty Mills. So I feel like those both those guys are going to be solid, like, that that backcourt is going to be so good defensively. Yeah, definitely fade city for DFS, but like seventy five eighty. Is that could I get him later? You think? Mm-hmm. I, well, not if you're in the league with me, but right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like him. I like yeah. these guys that can give you two steals a game for sure. I mean, and he's consi- like he doesn't. He's a high deflections guy, and that's the other thing too. So that's a column I'm going to write this summer too deflections like just focusing on that because that's basically giving you opportunities to get steals Mm -hmm. so like you really need to focus on that and like who was it somebody i forget um who was like really really high in in uh or high in steals low in deflections like that's an indicator that they're gonna fall off but so i'm gonna write something up on that for sure but um yeah i love i love Dejounte, man yeah and i love Derek white i'll take them both top 75 next year I would fade him just a little bit just because of DeJounte being there, but yeah. But I mean, Wes's not a high-usage guy. His, his assists aren't... You're, That's true. You're banking on him on just being just solid everywhere, decent... Yeah, um, decent new, new Kyle stuff. Anderson. Kyle yeah. Anderson's... Yep, I like that. Uh, Chris Stapps, third round probably? Yeah, and I'm all I'm fully on board with him. Yeah. I really would like to own him next year. Yeah, just because if I'm going with my strategy, I'm trying to pair Chris Stapps with uh, Miles Turner. Yeah, so if you're picking early, um, I guess you would pick Dame or... Uh, ideally, if you pick first. Dame is my one, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. if you pick first, you pick hard, and you go bam, bam, big, big. Yeah. That's a good. That's a great start. Yeah. Would you do that, though? Like, I don't know who else would be there, but... Well, yeah, like I'm saying, I'm trying... I'm trying. I'm very interested in KP next year, so if I can Mitch get Rob, him... And... Mitch Rob or KP? If, assuming... No, KP. No, even if KP the Knicks don't sign or center. Yeah, just because proven value, the sample size is much smaller on Mitch. I, I mean, care, he's great. He's great, but yeah. maybe, maybe there's a drop off. Yeah. I mean, probably not, but maybe. And KP, I know that he's going to be fine. He took the whole year off to rehab his knee. I think he's going to be good. That basically takes guys two years to come back from from uh, knee injuries like that. But so he, also, he's he's not the durable cat, man. Even besides that, though. Like he's missed really, games. That's true. I mean, like, I, I just really like his game. It's oh, for fun. sure, he could be a beast. Like especially with a team that misses has not a lot of front court talent. Him and Lucas should be pretty sick together. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, I don't see him getting 75 games, man. Like, he's going to probably sit here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I'd rather just I'd rather just go with Mitch, as crazy as that sounds. Again, that's assuming the Knicks don't sign anybody. Yeah. Center. Well, I don't think DJ's coming back. I don't think so either. It makes really no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Other than him and Durant being somewhat close. Uh, yeah, if they bring in KD, maybe they need a... I don't know, though. Mitch seems ready. He does. That was the whole plan. Like, DJ was saying, you know what, sit me down. Let's see what this kid could do. And he pretty much crushed it, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> did, you, did you see that, that interview where uh, Mitch was interviewing DJ as, like, a joke? Oh, yeah, He's yeah. like, who's, who's your favorite teammate? Nice. <laughs> Got on bad. He's funny, man. <laughs> I, I like DJ. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to run down uh, KP's games, uh Obviously, the 48, 66, and 72, so he's never hit 75 games. Oof. Um, All right. Fading me a little bit on yeah. him. Yeah. Same with Boogie, too. Like, I know you like but what Boogie. But what if he Boogie drops hits. all the way to fourth? If, um, like I said, third round. Like, I'll take him mid-third, but I won't take him over Mitch. I won't take him over, obviously, these elite guys we keep saying. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Also, too, like, is he, he has to take this restricted deal, right, where he picks up the contract. Like, he's not going to play out next season without a contract, right? No, yeah. You would think. Like if that if that's the case, then I'm definitely not drafting him in the third. But again, he ha he has to take that money, dude. I mean I take I think that if we're talking in this this range we're talking about, I, I would go Capella over KP. Easy. Yeah, oh he's in not yeah, he's not even cool. What about Vooch? Although Capella probably goes closer to for the top poof. He's gonna go high next year. Because he's be gonna be even better. Sure. He's gonna be even better. He's and that thumb thing's a freak thing. Like he should, he would have been healthy. Besides that, worst year wins. ever for thumbs. Dude. I need to put together a list. Thumbs and we do it off the top. Thumbs and adductors. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good tweet we'll have to put together. Um, Michael, other injury guys. Michael Porter Jr. at all? No, no opportunity. No, there. no, because of the depth. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Gary can't get it. Has a second year player who's basically a rookie next year. Maybe he gets traded somewhere. The Nuggets. I would be super trade, intrigued man. if he got traded. Yeah. Maybe if he goes to Phoenix or something. Yeah. What about uh, Fultz and Lonzo? Lonzo, there's a rumor that he could get traded to the Bulls. I saw today. Well, uh, I mean, I think the only place that I would be interested in Lonzo is Phoenix, but I'm pretty much think he's not that good. He's a really good role player. I mean, it depends on where you're getting him. Maybe if it's like tenth round. Yeah, he's okay. gonna go late as hell. Like again, this yeah, guy can't stay healthy. But if he's on the Lakers, absolutely not. Yeah, it's not Abs- it. like never again. He has to get never. traded, man. Well, is Genie Bus a good owner? I would basically, I would probably say no. Yeah, I don't terrible lately. I don't know. if... They it seems really... like they've made so many wrong decisions. It's like, oh, LeBron wants to play there. Okay, good job. Yeah. Like, I feel like LeBron but... wanted to play in Los Angeles way before. Well, yeah, he's, he did it for his kids, I think. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a family man now. So it's just like... Oh, by the way, where's LeBron getting drafted next year? He didn't crack my top 20 and wasn't even close to getting in there. Oh, man. Well, third name round. just... I don't think he'll drop to the he third round, yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't take him until the third round, but yeah, he'll probably same. go. I don't think he – there's probably going to be people to take him round one because he's LeBron James, but yeah, you, I really old. don't think you should even be justifying it until late in the second. It's old, dude. It's over, way over. What is he, 35 now? Yeah. Come I on, mean, he's, he's LeBron James, but no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of um... – Ah, uh, Mitch, Mitch Rob over LeBron, and I would do that if the Knicks don't sign. Probably, yeah. yeah. What about KP over LeBron? Yeah, easily. Easily. See, I don't think that's easy, but that's probably that's close for me. Yeah. I gotta see what. Uh... And then you asked me about Fultz. I I had him as a sleeper this year. We still haven't seen this kid play. Yeah, he's what twenty one, I think. He's he was so good in college. Yeah, and just. Whatever happened to him, just having the wrong people around him, maybe. Um, but he's going to have the opportunity. Like, I'll take him I'll take him again with a late run. We haven't seen this kid play. And he was number one overall pick. He should be the starting point guard in Orlando next year. It's not like DJ Augustine is huge competition. Triple-double off the bench. And he doesn't turn 21 till next month. So, so 
you know, I mean, the shots, it's still gross, despite how much time, if you look at the shot that they spent all that time working on, I mean, hey, maybe that shoulder thing is, re- I mean, it seems like it's real. It seems like it, it it hurts him to lift his shoulder up above his head. Yeah. So if he can get healthy, and and he's going to cost you nothing. You'll be able to get him with like oh, your last, last pick. No question. Yeah, so why not? That's where he should go. Uh, he could do a little bit on the stat sheet, too. He could rebound a little bit. What do you think Knox does next year? I refuse. I refuse, too. Yeah, he's the most inefficient player in the NBA this season among qualifiers. <laughs> so, no thanks. Doesn't, there's, no, there's no case you can make for Kevin Knox at all. I saw that coming at, at Summer League. He was super inefficient at Summer League. Yeah. Well, I wrote a column about how he could be better if they play in transition more, and they didn't. So, he's terrible at half court. Like That's pretty much not good. Doesn't block, El- doesn't, doesn't block, doesn't rebound, doesn't assist, doesn't shoot the ball well. Like, no thanks. How, where, where, where do we have Alfred at? He was so random this season. Yeah, he's great late. This, I'll never draft Alfred. That's another guy I just won't touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even, without the, the, even with the hair change. I like, I, yeah, I liked his previous hair, though. I thought yeah, it was the best hair in the world. Except league. how he had his free, th- when he shoots his free throws and the ball would hit his hair. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad look. <laughs> Um, what about Kyle Anderson? He was finally starting to kind of get going. Um, he should have a pretty good role in Memphis, but again, the Memphis factor is a little scary. Uh, he had surgery now, so he's just kind of like, um, he'll go late, dude. He'll go real late. Would you rather uh, have Fultz or Kyle Anderson? I mean, if we're talking last round pick, yeah, pretty much whenever. I think I would just take the mystery box of faults. Honestly, I would take Anderson. I still think Anderson has upside. I mean, it's just kind of boring, though. Yeah, that's fine. He's just yeah, yeah. I guess so. This thing is, he's still a Mister Mister Upside going with. I know. Boring he's, in the he's last not that round. boring though. He's like the Grizzlies are going to be pretty bad, I think, next year, and they're going to need people to produce. Conley could get hurt again. Conley had a pretty good year, by the way, up until late in the season. I don't think Conley's there. Oh yeah, you think that the Bickerstaff thing gets, and that's again, that's another point for Anderson then. Well, Conley, Conley during his exit interviews, he said, "I do not want to play for a team that's not competing for a championship." Yeah, and he's not he doesn't. It's not even thing. just making the playoffs. He wants to be on a contender. Yeah, I could see him being traded to Los Angeles, and then uh, Detroit was kicking the tires on him. It's just the it's hard it's hard to get him in Detroit because then your team's basically Conley, Blake, and Drummond and Filler. Just because uh, the salary is so, so high on those three. Yeah, it's. But you could you could do it, but yeah. I mean, where do you do you think that Conley's going to be in Memphis next year? Fifty fifty, I think. I mean, they already said they wanted to trade him. They just couldn't get the package they wanted. And then uh, Utah's the other place. Ricky Rubio. Yeah, package. yeah. yeah. That'd be and really I, cool. I would love him in Utah. That would yeah, be amazing. I'd like that too. Uh, what about Kevin Love, fourth round. Third? I don't know. I think he'll go fourth round. That's fine. How old is he? He's over my 32-year-old thing, I think. Or he's pretty close. He's in the low 30s. I mean, he's going to be in Cleveland again. Yeah, he's going to be 31. 31 in Cleveland, and Cleveland's going to be tanking again. Yeah, Kobe Altman was talking about uh, they want, like, sustainability was, like, the word of the day. I mean, if they get Zion... Are you touching love? Um, I mean, like I said, fourth round. This guy's hurt all the time, dude. He's hurt all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So the I don't fourth really round. Like he's for older. He's over. He's gonna be over thirty. Reliability score. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, they were actually they were decent, man. Like when Love first came back, they won three of their first four with him back in the lineup. Uh, or actually, excuse me, four of his first five. Um, when he was back, the schedule helped. Uh, the four wins were against the Suns, Grizzlies, Knicks, and Magic, which is a good win for them. Uh, and then it fell apart. So, yeah, I don't. I just I can't. They're I too can't. bad. They're going to be terrible again next year, man. I can't. That's what I was saying. Like he, he just his reliability score is going to be low. He's going to be on a crappy team. He's going to be older. He doesn't really have great say in the organization. Like they're going to have a a new coach. It's not going to be good. Um, Dwight off the board entirely, obviously. Howard? Yeah. 
not yeah. pal. <laughs> That's funny. Like <laughs> Dwight's not even the Dwight anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you mean yeah. pal? I was like, oh yeah, because because Chris Stapp's gonna be there. And he's like, no, I mean Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Superman is in the building. Oh, the drop off for him has been Dude. sad. That's the thing, man. Like, these where does he injuries. go next year? He was on a one year deal, right? Yeah, he's free agent again. Who's oh. is he done? No, someone will take him. Yeah. Maybe the Dubs take him. No, minimum, minimum for for ring chase. Yeah, maybe. Straight, I mean, it, straight. Minimum. Is he gonna get much more than like? I could see him getting a a mid level deal. No, I don't even think he gets that. You think he's minimum? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in between. Mm-hmm. But it's just so weird. Like that that Charlotte year, he played eighty one games that year, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, where did that come from? Yeah, and now he's yeah. back to missing games all the time. Played nine games this season. Yeah, so. it seems like the back issues are very serious. Dude, it adds up, man, for these big, bulky dudes. Yeah, like he had with that back surgery with the Lakers days, or by Laker day, I guess the one season. But um, he was back that, in Houston. I think that ruined his career a little bit. Honestly, I think they made him play. They made him play really hurt. And it, yeah, he played through a lot of it. Like he was, I feel like he was questionable like every other day. Yeah, and he tore the that thing in his shoulder. Yeah, play through that. I think he went for for surgery for that. But either way, yeah, he's uh, gonna I'm be off. 34 in December. But I mean, he has a lot of money, and it's crazy. Look at how he started in 2004-5, going on 82, 82, 82, yeah. 82, yeah. 82, like that's why people would draft Dwight. Is like he's basically Drummond is like the new Dwight. I mean, I won a championship with Dwight back in the day. I never drafted Dwight ever, except <laughs> I had Dwight and Drummond. It was awesome. Oh yeah, dude, that's what's up. You got rebounds and blocks locked down, field goal percentage. All right, I think we're good. Almost an hour, which I figured it was. Oh, okay. Be. Yeah. Wow. So. That went by. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so I don't know what the plan is. We'll be doing all sorts of stuff, probably DFS pods for Fridays. And like we said, we'll have some new – I'm not playing fantasy baseball this year, so I'm going to need to find some new things to dive into, um, have some new column ideas, like I'll do the deflections thing and reliability. You got anything you're going to try to write up this summer? Uh, yeah. Something. I will, what I, <laughs> my, my idea is to do um, – because I've been doing how successful are rookies – yeah, and I go. I go through all the. So now I want to do. Uh, what's the improvement from year one to two and mm-hmm. two to three? Yeah, and just see how how far the guys jump in those yeah. seasons. That's pretty much the chalk play. Is uh, the, looking for most improved players. Yeah, like when and Jamal, I mean, when Jamal Murray sto- break out, it was the second year jump and all that. Yeah, the 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 common wisdom is that it's there could be a sophomore slump and then guys really become who they are their junior year. Mm-hmm. So I just like to see if that's true statistically. Nice. Sounds like a good one. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy the playoffs. Should be a lot of fun. Uh any bold predictions? Any upsets you got first first round? No. Um does Spurs over Denver count as an yes, upset? Yes, it does. I would say so. 7-2. Um like a Denver is twenty and twenty one at home this season. I'm sorry, on the road this season. Like they're under five. They're the number two seed in the West, and they're under five hundred on the road. So that's mine. I, I think yeah. the Spurs get to the second round. I could. E- I even like could see them maybe beating, going all the way to Western Conference Finals and losing. Jeez, man, why? Why so? I didn't see that coming. Just because if maybe they get maybe if Portland. They get Portland, and then they can beat Portland without Nurk. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I mean, I don't have them in the finals by any means, but yeah, I definitely oh, could. Sure. See, I could see. I could for sure see them upset upsetting Denver. Yeah, and, they're playing well. Uh, They've won four of their last five. San Antonio, and their one loss was against Denver at, at Denver. I think hot out. take hot take upset would be Brooklyn upsetting. That's Philly. mine. That would be my. If I had to pick a hot take, that would be mine. Yeah. I could see it. I could see Philly falling apart. I could see D'Lo getting hot for four games. Exactly. So, you just need four games. That's yeah. the first round. It's not like Philly's like totally unbeatable. They've had they've laid several eggs. We saw them full strength lose to Atlanta. Oh. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys again enjoy the playoffs, enjoy the off season, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.